Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. This podcast is supported by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. We've been using Active Skin Repair for a few months now, and I am seriously impressed. They use a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which is pretty much a superhero in skincare. It mimics your body's own immune response, helping to cleanse, soothe, and reduce inflammation to support the natural healing process. And let me tell you, it works for more than just scraped knees. Whether it's sunburns, rashes, or even more persistent issues like eczema or acne, Active Skin Repair has got you covered. The best part? It's totally safe and non-toxic. That means it's gentle enough for every skin type, from the little ones to grandma and everyone in between, making it the go-to for everyone in the family. I scraped my knuckle the other day while doing laundry, and my first thought was to grab the Active Skin Repair because one, it doesn't sting like other products, and two, I knew it would help me heal faster. So if you're looking for a natural, effective way to handle boo-boos, check out Active Skin Repair. And because you're a listener, you can get 20% off your order. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code CLUTTERFREE. Again, that's ActiveSkinRepair.com and use code CLUTTERFREE to get 20% off your order. Welcome to the Wannabe Minimalist Show, episode number 16. Today is going to be fun because I am answering a question I received from one of the members in my free Wannabe Minimalist Facebook group. If you have ever wondered how to live in a small space without much storage room, then stay tuned because this is the show for you. And even if you have a larger space, you're still going to love today's show because there are so many clever little nuggets and ideas for you to use. Welcome back to another episode of the Wannabe Minimalist Show, my friend. I am so happy to have you here. I'm your host, Deanna Yates. Today, we are talking all about how to store your necessary items when you live in a small home without much storage. You know, perhaps you don't have an attic or a basement or any of those extra little nuggets of space that we always take for granted. Now, part of my life story that you might not know is that in a previous job, I was a property manager for a brand new high-rise apartment building in downtown Chicago. Now, there are many stories from that season of my life, and honestly, there is not enough time or wine to go into all those nitty-gritty details now. But one of my favorite things from that job that I want to talk to you about was getting to work with the interior design team on the model apartments. And you see, those apartments were nicknamed Midwest Micro, and that's because they were smaller than the traditional apartments in the area. So we had to be very creative when choosing our furniture, the decorations, and all of the pieces that went into these apartments. It was also the reason that we created several different model homes because we wanted our potential renters to be able to envision themselves living an amazing life in these smaller homes. So through that experience, I learned not only that we didn't need as much stuff, but that we could really utilize our spaces to the maximum and have these really creative and beautiful storage solutions and you know artistic and creative installations to make our homes just come to life. 
And so those are the lessons I want to share with you today. Now, I learned these from working with our top-notch interior designers, and we really discovered how to live really big in a small space. All right, are you ready? I have 16 creative storage solutions for small spaces, and this is all in honor of podcast episode 16 today. So our first tip is to use multi-use furniture. Now, a way I do this in my home right now is that I use ottomans that can be used as footstools when we're sitting on the couch and watching TV, or as extra seating when we have friends come over. It works really well, and they function perfectly. They're really comfortable um, for our evening TV watching hours. And then I've used them and I usually sit in them when friends come over. So they're not too bad. Another way that you can use multi-use furniture is something like a Murphy bed. Now we've seen Murphy beds that go up into the wall or, um, you know, even a convertible couch is another use of multi-use furniture. We'll get to that one in a minute. But the Murphy bed We had one in our apartments that converted to a desk. So you could pull it down for when you had guests over or we used it in a studio apartment so that that would be where you would sleep at night. And then in the daytime, you would put it up, it would fold out into a desk and you could use that to work from home. So those are those kinds of pieces are really amazing when you have a small space. And then on top of being able to convert, it actually had built in storage as well. So these are the kinds of things you need to look for when you are furnishing your small space. Another way you can do this is a dining table that converts into a buffet table. And we have one of these tables in our home, actually. So the two sides fold up and so it can seat six very comfortably. But then also we can put one side down and it can seat four and we can put both sides down and it becomes a really great buffet table when we have parties and we can move it off to the side and move it out of the way so that it's it functions you know, in different purposes. And then finally, that a couch that converts into a bed for guests. This is um, by far one of the most popular um, ways that people have been using multi-use furniture for lots of years. And I actually, on my website, have a DIY um, couch that converts into a bed. So we actually did make a couch for um, our apartment when we lived in Boulder. And um, so if you're interested, I'll leave a link in that um, for that to the show notes. So that's tip number one, use multi-use furniture. Tip number two is to go vertical and use your walls. Now, seriously, walls are the most underused and underrated spaces in our homes. You know, we think of putting art on them, but we don't generally use them for storage solutions. So you can use the Alpha storage solution from a container store. That is a fantastic um converting kind of closet system and those look really nice when you get them all decorated and up on your wall. You know other things you can think about hanging are musical instruments. Um, My husband plays guitar so we want to keep one of those um, handy for him just to pick up and play every once in a while and hanging it on the wall keeps it accessible. It can serve as art and then it also um, gets it out of storage. A third way is to hang your lights on the wall. So instead of using floor lamps or table lamps, you can use sconces um, and they have really beautiful sconces these days that can be um, just more multi-purpose. So they're not just flat up against the wall. They actually are on swing arms and they can, you know, be used in different settings at different times when you're converting your space for different uses. And then finally, one of the best ways that I saw our interior designers use our walls for creative purposes was we hung chairs, folding chairs in a really interesting pattern on the wall. So this was a studio apartment 
that had a table that set, was uh, at a seating place for two, and then they can convert it into a table for six. And the four extra chairs were hung on the wall next to the table. So they were art on a daily basis. And then if you had friends over, you could take them off, set up the table and have a dinner party. So those are those creative ways that you can use different materials that you would never think about putting on the wall. I mean, how often do we put chairs on the wall? We never think about that. But those are some really creative purposes and uses. So that's step number two is go vertical and use your walls as much as you can. Tip number three is to get things off the floor. So visually, your home will look less cluttered if the floors are clear. So you can do this by hanging floating shelves or have shelving that goes on the wall instead of a large bookcase that sits on the floor. These are ways to get your items up off the floor and it just helps visually keep that floor space open. And another way is to use furniture with thinner legs so that there is more space and airflow underneath the furniture. Um, this is great with um, kind of mid-century modern pieces in your couch, thinner legged dining tables, um, and it just, it does help visually. It keeps your space clear and clean and um, it really does help open up um, your space and make it feel a lot less cluttered. So think about that, um, thinking about choosing pieces with daintier, thinner legs instead of big bulky pieces that are very grounded onto the floor. That's tip number three, get things off the floor. Tip number four is to make sure that storage is included. So in small spaces, you have to use furniture that has storage included or hidden away. I mean, this is almost a must. So those ottomans I talked about in tip number one that we have as footstools and we also use as additional seating, that's where I store all of our blankets as well because they are storage ottomans. So the lid comes off, we can turn it over and put snacks on there when we're having family movie night. And then it also holds all of our blankets when we need extra warmth to cuddle up at night. And they go right back in there. I don't have to worry about folding them and it always looks nice and neat. Another way you can use, you know how life doesn't stick to a schedule? Well, why should your paycheck? That's where Earn In comes in. It's an app that lets you access the money you've earned right when you need it, not just on payday. Imagine this, your dog suddenly needs a vet or your kid has a little accident and needs a dentist, ASAP. We've been there and waiting for your payday in those situations just doesn't make sense and it adds unnecessary stress. With Earn In, you can pull up to $100 per day or up to $750 each pay period directly from your earnings without the crazy fees or interest rates. It's super simple. Download the Earn In app, verify your paycheck, and get access to your earnings as you earn them. You decide what to tip, and whatever you use gets settled on your next payday. More than 3.5 million users are finding relief and a sense of security with Earn In, calling it a lifeline for financial stability. That peace of mind, it's priceless, and it could be yours. Ready to give it a try? Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Clutter under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help out the show. That's Clutter under Podcast. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC.
When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Furniture with storage are coffee tables that have storage, and they have some really cool ones that can convert um, and have the coffee table pull-ups. You could use it as a desk or as a table for eating, and then they also have storage in them. There's couches that have storage now, so you can pull up the seats, and you can put your blankets in there or extra linens. Um, Your out-of-season clothing can go in there. There's lots of different ways that you can use that kind of storage. And then finally, look at a headboard or a footboard with storage create some way to have storage around your headboard and then storage at your footboard as well. Because again, you're not adding much bulk to your piece of furniture that's already there, but it will add a ton of functionality. And that's really what we're going for here. So that's tip number four to have storage included. All right, tip number five is to utilize our doors. Now the space behind your door is another great place to add storage. They have those over the door shoe racks and they can be great for not only corralling your shoes, but in your kid's room, you can use them for toys. I've seen amazing pictures on Pinterest with people using those for Barbie storage or car storage action figure storage and they're a great way for kids to be able to see their items at a glance. They're out of the way but they can be organized and right there where they can see them in order to remember to play with them because if your kid is like mine it's out of sight out of mind and so I try to keep her toys that she does still want to play with in a way where she can find them on her own. So another way you can use your doors is if in your kitchen, if you have a pantry door, you can use that, you know, over the door storage for organizing your tinfoil or baggies and any other smaller items that you might have. It could be your spice rack. It could be boxes of cereal, anything that would fit behind the door. Just think about how to use that space in a creative way. And then if you have an office or a craft room, this space can be used for your extra supply storage. All right, that's tip number five. Make sure you're using the back of your doors. Tip number six is to clear off your counters. So similar into making sure your floors were clear, having clean counters visually is so um, rewarding. And it just makes your home look so much less cluttered. Instead of keeping things out on your counters, in order to have it be easy access, you want to either store them away or store them in a way that they're not sitting on your countertop, if at all possible. So you can do this by using the underside of your cabinets. Think about if you can use hooks to hang your teacups or your mugs. If you take those out of your cabinets, that might free up some space to put some of your small kitchen appliances like your toaster or something like that that you you use frequently but not all the time and then you might want to go ahead and put that in that cabinet if you can free it up by getting your coffee mugs out. You can also hang your pots and pans on a rack or on the wall. 
And again, this is freeing up that cabinet space for you so you can put away the things that you have currently sitting on your counter that you need and you need access to them, but they don't have to be out visually cluttering your space. And then finally, use those undershelf baskets. They sell these at Container Store and Target and all the great, you know, all the big box stores. Um, so those are the shelves that connect to your cabinet um, shelf and then they give you space right underneath because often in our cabinets we put things on the shelves but there's always a space above them that vertical space and we want to try to utilize every nook and cranny possible and those under shelf baskets help you do just that so that's tip number six clear off your counters tip number seven is to use under your bed because honestly under our beds can if we don't you use them in a very precise manner, they can just become a jumbled mess over under there. I remember when I was growing up, I would just always stuff things under my bed. But now my daughter, we currently put her clothing baskets under her bed. So we just pull those out, get her clothes out in the morning and put them right back in there. Um, under our bed, we do have kind of storage for out of season materials. And those are under our bed because we don't need access to them every day. Um, but it's a great way to put them away and not be able to see them when they're in the room. And if you're in the market for a new bed, they have beds now with built-in drawers and they're a great way to get more storage without sacrificing your space. Because again, your bed takes up a certain amount of space in your room regardless of how high it is. And so you can use that under bed area for your storage. In those drawers, you can use them for your clothing and then that way you can get rid of a dresser because you have a small space. There's only so much to work with. And if you don't have um, need for a new bed, you could utilize this by just making drawers or using drawers that you already have and put them on wheels or casters so that you can slide them in and out from under your bed really easily. All right, so that's tip number seven to use under the bed storage. Tip number eight is visual storage. So visual storage is a way to put your things out so that you, that they're in a you know pretty and visually appealing display. All right, so. The designers that I worked with did this by creating beautiful entryways. They were not only functional, but they were really nice to walk into at the end of the day. There would be a beautiful piece of art, there would be hooks, there would be shelves, there would be baskets, and you could put all of your items that you needed on a regular basis and for making your mornings easier right there in that entryway. This is also a great place for your family command center. And I have a blog post that talks all about creating a family command center that will help serve you best um, in this current year. And I will link to that in the show notes as well. So that's one way to create visual storage. Another way is to use your jewelry as a way um, to make pretty art on your wall. So our jewelry is meant to be pretty in the first place. And if we can organize it in a really nice jewelry display and organization case, then it can function as art as well. So that's another way that you can use this visual storage. And it helps free up some drawer space or um, shelf space or something like that. And you're using things that you need on a regular basis just in a really functional way. So that's tip number eight to use visual storage. Tip number nine is to use every available nook and cranny in your home. And we talked a little bit about this with those undershelf cabinet baskets. And Another way you can do that is looking around your house to see if there's any little space that isn't being used. So this might be the space next to your refrigerator. If there's a gap between your refrigerator and the wall, you can put in either 
like a sliding rack for your cleaning supplies like your broom and your mop or you can put in a pantry um, slide there. I've seen some really great things on Pinterest where your cans and your um, thin boxes can go there for storage and it all slides right in back in between your refrigerator and your wall. Takes a little DIY work but it's definitely worth it. Another place would be on the side of your kitchen island. So we are in the process of adding an art area for my daughter right on the side of our kitchen island. There's room, there will still be room to walk past it. And if I just use something that's about four inches or less, that will fit right under the overhang from the molding at the bottom and the countertop um, on the top. And so it won't really stick out further than it already is, but it's going to be on the side and it'll be streamlined and visually appealing. So think of those kinds of things. Are there different areas in your home that are just not being utilized to their potential? And that's tip number nine. Use every available nook and cranny. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the no guilt mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. <laughs> well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. Tip number 10 is to ditch the boxes. So what do I mean by this? Well, years ago, we tossed out our old CD and DVD cases. Now everything is housed in one leather case for the DVDs and one leather case for our CDs. Honestly, we barely ever look at these things anymore, so it's almost time to get rid of them. But we haven't gotten quite there yet. But now they take up a fraction of the space. The stuff we still need is available just like it was before when it was in those cases, but now it's easily movable and they're so much easier to find because we don't have to look through all of those different cases and we don't look at them on a regular basis. So those are the kinds of things where you can ditch those boxes. Are there any other collecting item, you know, collected items that you have in your home that are in boxes that you can just take out the part you need and get rid of the external wrapping? So that's tip number 10, ditch the boxes. 
Tip number 11 is to loft your kids' beds. Now, I would say loft all the beds, but I'm not climbing into my bed at the end of the day. Although, it is a great way to take advantage of the vertical space that really is just wasted above our beds. So our daughter loves bunk beds, and she would absolutely love for us to get her one. And maybe at some point we will, but right now we really like the bed she has. And there is a great one right now at Ikea that I just saw and it's lofted. And what's so awesome about it is at the foot end of the bed, there is a wardrobe with some drawers and some hanging space to hang clothes. So it's almost like you have a closet built into your bed. And then underneath the bed is a desk for the kids to work at. So that could be an art table, that could be their homework station, but it gets all of those three functions in one piece of furniture. So it's super functional. And this would be really perfect for either a small space or shared rooms. If you have children sharing a room, this would be fantastic because they each get their own bed, their own desk, and their own closet in two pieces. So that's tip number 11, to loft your kids' beds. Tip number 12 is to paint all walls and ceilings a light paint color that matches. So this is a great trick that was used by our interior interior designers. Now, if you paint the walls and the ceilings the same color, the room will look visually larger and be a lot more open. And this is true if the paint is a lighter color because you're not seeing that visual break at the ceiling where generally we have white ceilings and a color on the wall. If you can paint everything the same light color, it really will open your space. I promise. It's amazing how much it works. And if you want to take this a step further, paint any of the wall shelving the same color. So let's say you have some floating shelves on the same on a wall. Go ahead and paint those the exact same color and then they just start to blend into the space and it's it's amazing what it does. I I promise it works and it it works really well. So if you don't have much space, you have a really tight area, go ahead and paint it a light color all one and it will really open it up. That's tip number 12, paint all your walls and ceilings the same light paint color. Number 13 is to use the space above your windows and doors. So this can kind of go back to all those nooks and crannies, but I thought it was worth separating out because I don't think this is where people think of when they think of nooks and crannies because they're out in the open. So that space that's above your windows or the space that's above your doors, they're perfect for extra shelving or storage because you don't have to duck under them. They're not taking away height from your room. And they usually are in a way, in an area where you could put up some some of the shelving and not make a huge impact visually on your space. But the thing you have to be really careful of when you do this is that you wanna make sure that the storage is not cluttered. So you have to streamline the storage and if you have lots of little things, you need to put them in a basket. Or if you have things that are hard to organize, you wanna make sure that the cabinet or the shelving has a door front, a door on it, door face on it, so that you're seeing something that is really streamlined. You don't want to see a lot of visual clutter up high. So the idea is to get it out of sight and so that you don't even notice it um, in your peripheral vision as you're going through your space. So that's how you can use the space above your Uh, windows and doors. All right, tip number 14 is to fold your clothes a la KonMari. All right, so for all the things that Marie Kondo has blessed us with, I really love her folding method almost best of all. Now, if you followed along with me on the 21 day decluttering challenge, then you know that this is how I fold all of my clothes that do not need to be on hangers. It makes it so much easier to see what I have available to wear. 
My clothes do not get messed up over time, and I can pull a shirt or a pair of pants out super easily. And it's even easier to put everything back away after I get them out of the laundry and they're clean and folded and ready to go back in. So I actually think you can fit a lot more things in your dresser drawers when you fold them standing up vertically as well. So there are so many reasons why I recommend this method, but I guess for the purposes of today, when we're looking for creative storage for small spaces, that one, you know, takes the cake where you can fit more things in the same amount of space. So I definitely recommend you trying it. Even if you don't try all the other things from Marie Kondo, definitely try the folding method for your major things. I do not do this for my underwear and sock drawer. All right, don't report me. But I do it for my shirts and my pants um, and my workout clothes and um, sweaters and things that go in my dresser drawer. Okay? All right, so that's tip number 14. Fold your clothes vertically a la KonMari. Tip number 15 is to declutter ruthlessly. Now, it probably goes without saying, I mean, after all, this is a wannabe minimalist podcast, but I just wanted to make sure that I put it here as a reminder in case this is the first time you're hearing from me or the first time you're on my channel or the first time you're trying to be creative with the storage solutions in your home. The easiest way to have more space is to have less stuff. And so if you are living in a small space, you owe it to yourself and your family to declutter ruthlessly. Get rid of all of those things that you're holding on to just in case, or all of those things that you think you might need someday, or especially anything that you have duplicates of because you use the yuckier one or the one that's not as good and you save your good one for another time, right now is the time to use all of your good things. Do not save them for a later date. So get rid of any duplicates. Use the things you're saving for a special occasion. Your life is a special occasion. You are a special occasion and you deserve to use all of the good stuff for yourself and your family in your life. All right? So one way you can declutter ruthlessly is to pack up anything you think you can live without and then try to live that way for a couple of months. After that amount of time, I promise you will be able to gauge what you can and cannot live without and it will be so much easier to let go of anything that was put in storage because you know that you can survive without it. All right, so that's tip number 15, declutter ruthlessly. And our last and final tip for creative storage for small spaces is kind of a fun one. It's a little assignment that I'm going to tell you to go to Ikea for inspiration. So if you live near an Ikea, I highly recommend going there for ideas. We live not too far from one and I've gone there a couple times in the last six months. I don't generally tend to buy a lot of things um, when I'm out and about, but I do like to do some research and sometimes I just need a little creativity. And Ikea is full of creativity. You can walk around the top floor where they have all of their furniture arranged, like those model apartments. And it's really interesting to see how they lay out the furniture, they pair different pieces together, or they can use something in a creative way. And I always leave inspired. But honestly, if all else fails, you can always stop in the restaurant, grab a piece of amazing chocolate cake, and call it a win, right? And if you don't have an Ikea in your area, look to see if there's any new apartments that you can go see model apartments and you can take different tours and see how other people um, arrange their furniture and things like that. So 
even if there's not an Ikea, there has to be an apartment building with a model apartment somewhere within your vicinity. All right, and that was tip number 16. Go have a little fun and go to Ikea for inspiration. There you have it, 16 creative storage solutions for small homes. And now I have a question for you. Which one of these is your favorite tip from today? Is there one idea that really resonated with you that you can't wait to try? Well, I would love to hear about it. So hop on over to my free Wannabe Minimalist Facebook group and share your favorite tip from today. Really, I can't wait to hear from you and help encourage you on your journey toward less stuff, more happiness, and an awesome life. So jump on over to the Facebook group and let us know more about you. It's totally free. I want to meet you there and hear about your journey. Come join our conversation. Learning from all of you is one of my favorite things, so I hope to see you there. Again, it's the Wannabe Minimalist Facebook group, and I'll be sure to leave a link in the show notes to make it even easier for you to find us. And one last thing, if you like this episode, I would love it if you would subscribe and leave a comment or rating so others can find the show too. Honestly, this makes my day. So thank you to those who have already subscribed and to those who have left me comments. They fill my heart with joy and you guys are truly the best. And that wraps up today's episode. I'm actually going to take next week off because it's ski week at school and we are taking the whole week off. My daughter's off school all week and plus it's my birthday. So I'll see you again here in two weeks. Cheers. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.